Current Details presents The Little Bookmakers. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to The Little Bookmakers, where you can listen to some of the most prominent names in Indian children's publishing, including authors, illustrators, animators, and more. Get a glimpse of what goes on behind the scenes of your favorite children's books. Today, we're joined by two extremely talented artists, Chetan Sharma and Vaibhav Kumarish. Now, both Chetan and Vaibhav are animators and illustrators, and they're going to be having a conversation with each other shortly about their experiences in these two different industries. Chetan is co-founder and director of the animation studio Animagic. He's made award-winning films like Swami Ayyappan and Raju and I. He has illustrated a number of books for us at Karadi Tales, the first of which he did when he was just 19. That book was The Monkey King. We now sell it in Hindi and Tamil as Raja Kapi and Raja Kapilan. In addition to that, he has illustrated our two Krishna books, Birth of Krishna and Krishna's Conquest. He's also done The Tallest Tale, The Lion's Feast, Super Hataman and The Truth About the Tooth. Chetan has also designed our very own Karadi the Bear. Vaibhav is an Emmy-nominated filmmaker and the founder-director of Vaibhav Studios. He's a graduate of the National Institute of Design and is the Honorary Secretary of the Animation Society of India. He also teaches animation at various design schools across India. He created the famous cartoon series Simpu Singh and has done numerous advertisements including the Vodafone Zoomies. He's also done Cartoon Network's animated series Lamput which scored an Emmy nomination. And of course, Vaibhav illustrated his first picture book, The Homework, published by us at Karadi Tales. Chetan and Vaibhav are going to be talking to each other about their process both when it comes to animation and picture book illustration. Chetan and Vaibhav, I'll pass it on to you now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I just had the pleasure of seeing uh, Vaibhav's book. Thank you for sending me that PDF. It was <laughs> lovely. I mean, I would say long overdue is cause for celebration. And more uh, now. So, Dada, I'll start the questions. What's up? My my couple of questions that I had in mind was like, one is that moving picture format which effortlessly, you know, you create stories using that medium and then the still illustrations. So my first thing, obvious question to you was like, what is the difference or what is common between both these? Like, I realized that actually I wanted to be a, a an illustrator way before I wanted to be an animator because I didn't know what animation was, right? But I love books. Uh, I remember that we had to write an essay on what we will be when we grow up and all that. I, I got an excellent for my essay because I said I want to be a, I, I want to be an illustrator. I want to, I want to do books for children in, in, I think fourth or fifth standard because I could start kind of draw and I really like picture books. And to me, they were no less than animation films at that time because I hadn't really developed that passion for the moving image per se. Uh, I discovered animation in the ninth standard or something. That Cinderella thing. Then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. But yeah, so picture books always meant to me as good as an animation film in that sense. Because when you're looking at the picture book you are and you're reading, you, the whole story is anyway coming alive. Provided that it has that world built in within it, whether the characters are expressive. Like I had a very um, 
like a like a standard for what makes a good illustration in a book when i was a kid also if it's not expressive enough if it's world building doesn't look like it's got those little like places you can walk in after the story is over then it wasn't good enough i could excuse a few people who maybe didn't do the backgrounds and all provided their drawings were really powerful and and their illustrations were really expressive but suddenly a sense of the world was very important if there was even one picture which was suitably detailed then that was many many days ka maza for and it was never a picture on a page you know it was always a life so then animation came to you in yeah. your life you got yeah, to yeah it was perfect because in a way it combined drawing with some other aspects that i really loved like acting and music and all of those everything came together in that form i mean i couldn't believe that such a form was possible like this kind of thing was possible like when you're watching mickey and donald you're taking it completely for granted you have no idea that this is you know somebody has made this and you know but uh, that cinderella thing was a eye opener for me because i watched that vhs over and over and over and over again at my friend's place the only feature length animation film i'd ever seen so but after watching it for almost a week continuously then it starts unraveling itself right then you suddenly realize ke wow that stepmother is such a bitch and then you know you realize somebody drew this stepmother to be this wicked or this bitchy or whatever and how you know everything feels alive so after that i was smitten with animation and basically that seemed like the perfect mix of everything that i ever liked about anything <laughs> so and then a year of that i was in animation actually so i couldn't believe my luck and i'm very happy that books happened along the way otherwise i would have been just lost in my world and just doing animation in fact hum logon ka as animagic our very first uh, animated project there were a couple of them but the one that we kind of wanted to really do was this music video for karate kids that was one of the first project you know you had shared with me when i had <laughs> come to animagic as a student <laughs> no with my yeah. graduation film yeah. at that time you had shown that monkeys wala yes 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 video. that was that was the one when we came together i i was yeah what was 19 or whatever and sumanth and gayatri were the you know there for support and uh, we had not even actually joined together we were still talking about okay, this possibility of doing a music video and, but it was an unknown category at that time like doing a running an independent studio at that time with no funding backing whatsoever and tricking up projects which are maybe a minute plus you know to do by yourself without any real uh, infrastructure so that was a very risky thing and i think that it amused a lot of people that i was going to go ahead and do this instead of uh, be part of the globalization attempts <laughs> so we we went and listened to a whole lot of songs with uh, which they had composed and we loved the monkeys one the best it is obviously the one of the most catchy songs that karate has ever produced we said no brainer this is what we want to do and and luckily there wasn't a book done for it so we could kind of style it as well that was my first book uh, so karate tales has given us both the pleasure of doing our first uh, yeah. books in the world dhanyawad but it was great it was great chetan when so many different stories come your way for books specifically when you are doing so many different books like do you consciously change your approach or like how does that work like when you read a story automatically you know you visualize it very differently uh, it's not in a way very different from the animation process except that animation happens like much lower than a book does you know so when you are designing lots of different animation projects their styles have come from whatever the the demands of the story or the how it feels like raju and i is very different from mai is very different from tripura is very different from something else so 
it comes from itself so to speak but you have to be ready to be able to draw it like your skill set has to be somewhat that you can express that whole world and do justice to it as much as possible so in the initial years my uh, efforts were always to try and be not locked in uh, any one way of drawing or illustrating because i thought we want to make so many films and we want to do so many things so i should be able to draw in every which way possible so uh, but all said and done a story has 3 4 5 ways uh, for me where it can come alive other illustrators will obviously look at it and come up with their own different ways of doing it from the way that it will satisfy my uh, desire for world building or for the characters to be expressive and all that because i one could stylize it but then one may find that it stylized so much that it's not expressive as much as i would like mm. so if it's not alive for me then i don't feel it's alive like of course kids make up the whole world in their heads anyway how did you do this in this book of yours like what was your way like well, i was damn curious here like some story even i should doodle because i had never ever done like a professionally done a book still illustrations obviously you no know, it is a part of our life you no know, i used to also make my own comics i used to make my own version of ramayan mahabharat or you know all modern versions like my dad was in the army so i had made one i remember like an army warfare between ram's army and you know monkeys and all <laughs> so when this this story so i really liked the story and you know those characters that very was, somehow <laughs> and, and very there was a lot of an element of intrigue was there ki how someone is going to interpret it and there was a lot of innocence also like that yeah. that particular that bhattu guy there there two brothers one guy is smart guy the other guy is full dumb guy like i'm also partially or you know dumb in many ways that naive or dumb or whatever so yeah. i would also sometimes visualize things I, even now you know i very literally i will <laughs> visualize things so so i could totally relate to that story and i enjoyed you know making those two characters different yeah. and like it's a it's a school time school homework no so i wanted to give it like a school project feel like how we used to you'll put self tape or you know and these are not may not be artistic they may, they may be any generic students maybe that bhattu guy is artistic this guy is genuinely lost so that guy was very intriguing for me and it's his visualization that is the climax of the of the, the yeah, stories yeah. i got a little excited with those things and you yeah. know there were a lot of again uh, iterations where some of the initial doodles i had done were pretty literal then i i thought some more and and i had more fun and i got stuff which i was more excited with in terms of the visualization of it and once you visualize those pages or the text that's going to come there then you know what is the treatment like i thought i should keep it like that uh, crude school project where you cut out papers Yeah. Uh, you know whether it's charcoal or whether it's watercolor or pencil or sketch pen or ruler and lines whatever i w- i've probably used as a as a yeah. child so i tried to make the artworks that way and i didn't want to do primarily digital artworks at all so i thought i will make all physically only i will make like a school project every page is like one school project for me and because this is the first time i'm doing something that'll get printed on a book Yeah. There are a lot of goof ups also that I did, which I <laughs> learnt later. Once I saw the print, oh shit! I should have done it like this, like that. A lot of things have, uh, you know, it's like my mistake. Also, some silly things I like physically when you see it. Okay, yeah. there's a one component of happiness, and then there's one. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> Next time I should not do this. Initially, we were also thinking of making small cutouts and making like a set. In fact, we tried some versions like that also. We'd made. Uh, miniature paper 3d 
2.5D kind of you know set and anyways then finally we I I thought I'll go back to that 2D project kind of a mode yeah. so it has a great zest to it also it moves pretty fast it has great zest but I I I, I guess that's that learning process no whenever you see yeah. something even though that 24 book kitne oh, 24 books huh? how many there are done? actually 30 plus but officially illustrated by me which have my name on the this thing are about 24 <laughs> My initial first set of books were all done by Karadi Tales only. Whenever they used to remember me, they used to <laughs> say, "Okay, do you want to do this? Hey, why don't you try doing this?" And I was like, "Okay, great," and and do them while working on whatever Raju and I this that at that time. So there was no other space to think about anything. So after the Monkey King, I did this book series of books on Krishna's. There are two Krishna books in which I sort of removed my Amar Chitra Katha debt. <laughs> so for me, the Ram Vairkar's Krishna was what I grew up right. with. and there's an incident to that that when the krishna books were actually published i had like a long standing desire to go and meet ramvirkar and tell him what a big fan of his i was or whatever actually he was not so much a fan i thought he was like my mentor and a sort of artistic father in a way you know without yeah. of course ever having actually met him i think he is like so, that artistic father like you mentioned no for so many children that yeah. generation of amar chitrakatha kids you know they will be like indebted to That yeah. that little talent pool, no Ram Vairkar, Pratap Muli. Ram Vairkar, Pratap Muli. Oh, yeah. and I love them images. all for different things. And like Pratap Muli also was my hero for all historicals, mythologicals, and all those kind of CM Vitankar, Vitankar covers and all used to do. And all when you used to draw the inside comics, they would be they would strangely feel like it raised them or photographs or something <laughs> because so somehow you used to get that neatness in the drawing. Whether he drew, you know, like. Garuda or monkey heads or cow yeah. Nandi, very yeah. like that cow used to look fully three-dimensional. Like really, he's looked at <laughs> one of some of the actors, and you could somehow feel that you know right. this looks like Radhi right. Kumar. And they used to refer to things like that. Actually, I'm for them their reference bank was things they had seen, right? So from the 30s right. and 40s, all the movies that they had watched, and right. all the Raja Ravi Verma painting. I think Raja Ravi Verma must have been the artistic mentor, father to a whole lot of these people. For them, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for them. So anyway, back to my little story. So when the Krishna book was done, I wanted to go and present this to Ram Vairkar as Guru Dakshin. And even though I like knew his son, and I for many many years before that, and I had been to the son's wedding, so he was there like at a distance. You know, I saw him, but I said, no, no, no. What am I? Why should I go and waste his time? And I'm like, you know, when I do something, then I will go and meet him. So when the Krishna books were done, I felt that maybe I've done something now that deserves his attention. Paul. at least as a student so we called up amar chitrakatha office and all that and uh, so i put my assistant on the job to call anand pai picked up the phone and he was talking to him and uh, he said ke sir we want to meet uh, ramveer ka sir and oh so you want you want to talk to ram he's here right now and all so this guy is telling me you want to speak to him right now i said no no, no i don't speak to him right now i'll go and meet him i, I can't speak on the phone what will i say to him so and he explained what we wanted so he said yeah come over to my house next week this must have been some thursday friday only and he'll come to my house uh, next week and and we'll meet and share what you have and as fate plays itself out uh, vairkar ji passed away in the week that came so i never got to meet him and so hopefully he saw the book astrally right. yeah. <laughs> or in spirit but yeah so we've been talking about inspiration so what other childhood inspirations did you have especially with illustration and maybe animation also but mainly illustration what books did you like i was i think i'm what would you call that text challenge uh-huh. text challenge you know like some uh-huh. percentage of dyslexia maybe for some reason you know these text heavy books i could never ever 
you know muster the courage to even read or go through yeah, yeah. and even yeah. if, if there were stories i yeah. would first flip through the whole book and see ki images hai kya wahan pe <laughs> there would be some yeah, one yeah. landing page where after some 10 pages of text there'll be one image yeah like even some of those old panchatantra books that i read were like that like huge text yeah. but yeah, after yeah. all that there'll be one image so that one image is where i would digest that entire story yeah after i read it for some reason you know when the amar chitra katha came to my life it was like oh amazing because <laughs> even nice if i it. like i was yeah. so young and maybe i learnt a lot of reading also through that but every panel you know what is this guy saying here why is he looking like that you know i would ask my mom and and in fact my 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 mom no she think she used to love reading books novels all that you know she made me also read when i was very young enid blyton and lots of other stories and also hardy boys wo sab padha maine but then these comics no they've always like that's been the savior for me even now when i read some graphic novels yeah. i understand those subjects like biographies or historical events comics and novels based on that i learn those you know those stories are so much more stronger in my head than if they were all in in text no like one very very lovely illustrator that i i really respect is lath from malaysia you know like he's the arkelakshman of malaysia obviously we grew up on arkelakshman mario miranda and we would i would even yeah. copy their work so many times like so um, lath l a t that that's his yeah. pen name he has a, a beautiful book called the kampung boy so he he is from the village so he has yeah. illustrated his childhood it's stories and it's like his malgudi days so beautifully yeah. you know his cultural uh, you know upbringing uh, all the customs at their home and through those images like you said you no know, that world building when he was young the kind of people that were there uh, like maybe in malaysia there were a lot of tamilians there were sardars also so even that kind of detailings uh, you know they are so beautifully captured what kind of bus what kind of basket they are using when they are playing they would uh, you know uh, collect the soft drink crowns and you know smash them and put some rubber band and make some toy out of it so yeah, yeah. step by step process is also shown of how they would make a certain toy so yeah. that was so beautiful you know and it's a very emotional story like father and son kind of a story it builds up beautifully so just through those simple everyday activities he he conveys something so emotional so i really loved that and you know i had good fortune of meeting him twice i was full like a fan lat fan so he is like one of the more recent but yeah. very very strong influence but other than that obviously like you mentioned you know ram varkar cm vitankar prata mulik all the amar chitra katha illustrator they have been the yeah. first you know strong impression in fact he, english i learned reading you know hanuman was that that first word that i read i knew man <laughs> hanuman oh when you get it no that happiness that oh you crack that name you know? so so like that you know and and those images of you know he is in that pose that cover itself is so powerful yes like you mentioned ramvirka when that arrow strikes ravan no you know he's like yeah. that that expression with those 10 heads are amazing like it's like yeah. there is it's animation like 10 of course tintin asterix and obelix and all those things in every you know different different styles different ways of telling stories and they all used to be like very very memorable in so many ways in fact actually even i was averse to reading in the sense i wanted to read but i didn't have the patience for it i mean i only started reading seriously when i grew up so but when i was was young i was of course i think we are all partial to pictures in a way and that landing page business is a very important aspect of our lives then it's a make or break deal with a book you know <laughs> where is the pictures correct so that way that secret seven books and all they used to have beautiful pen and ink illustrations you know right. 
right and uh, they created that world of like these english kids sitting and having their clubhouse cocoa and whatever <laughs> cookies <laughs> and so on so forth, which you didn't get like that sort of environment was not there yet so when uh, you realize how important that picture is if you remember what it meant to you at that point yes, in time yes think that oh it's like make or break child's yeah. life Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a break or change it. I think the pictures are an act of huge responsibility. I think. I think even in animation, that responsibility is there with everything that we make. And right. like right. it is for us, like we are remembering Ram Vaidkar, and like it's part of our brain. It's part of right. our language right. that we speak and draw. Yes. Similarly, yes. these pictures are becoming the like the language that some kids may speak in the future. Like I do have some kids who will tell me that I grew up on this book, and you know. and they are now working as assistant directors for you know on ad films and all so they say oh you did the cardiotes ka this book yeah i used to have this book my mom used to read it out to me says, yes feeling very old but all right good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pleasure because they remember those things you know and uh, i was looking back at some of the work that was done in the past like and so in this is in 2016 so i picked up this book called super hartman which i had done in 2008 for details and uh, i had just found one old sketchbook which had all the drawings that i had done for super hatman so i put them together i said oh this is a nice process i mean in animation a lot of the stuff that we do doesn't end up reaching the audience in that undiluted manner everything gets diluted so i put up these pictures on on facebook and uh, Kaldi got back to me with like, "Oh, do you want to do another book?" I said, "Yes." At this point in time, I would love to because this is the purest way of reaching my audience. Like, who is my audience? Like, if I'm making these television things, who am I making it for? And then this Lions Feast happened, and uh, since Lions Feast, I've become a more active person in this. sphere because it did another wonderful thing for me is that i was also introduced to children's book festivals because yeah, yeah you would narrate it live and you interact yeah. with children right you did a lot of workshops yeah. with children and storytelling wise that was not something that one had ever thought of uh, but when i was i was sent by karadi i think the festival was looking for some illustration illustrators from maharashtra and stuff so i ended up going there i had some amazing experiences with kids in schools uh, we were sent out as part of an outreach program also second standard kids you know Whole hall full of second sight, some sixty, seventy of them, and they loved the whole thing so much. They didn't want to let me go. They said, "You stay here only." So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, you know, this is something different altogether." I've never gone out and told children stories per se. I'm always telling it to myself or to people around me, and you know, play acting and playing, doing monkey stuff with them. So that opened a whole floodgate. You know, like suddenly they also realized, "Hey, he can tell stories also." So they also started inviting me everywhere. So I ended up going to Malaysia, and that's where I got my whole lot of lath as well. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, just being able to interact with children and seeing what they were getting out of the pictures, for example, you know, there were two three things. One is that you can see right on what they love about your book and what pictures are alive for them, and this was a whole different kind of experience, and it was so much more fulfilling than the little black right. hole that I had been in <laughs> before that. Of course, we continue. we take it for granted animation is meant to be a black hole right for the first time i got to see how it happens with books i feel pictures are very very important for kids of all ages picture is worth 1000 words no yeah some dyslexic only has coined that <laughs> phrase so <laughs> <laughs> i think it's true of everyone yeah yeah it's, it's very true this- it becomes a journey of discovery for them when i get feedback saying we've just been going through this book for the last one week we have just been looking at the pictures mm-hmm. and my son wants to keep his two and two and a half years old but he wants to keep going back so you know that's a full circle is complete that that thing lives for somebody else now 
and one tries to make each of those side characters also equally interesting so that they can look at people around them with that interest you know mario mirand also used to have in that illustrated that's what you love about it you see intricate yeah. but everyone is like so alive yeah or that sergio aragones from mad yes, no yes 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 oh, yeah yeah is the same feel the other thing which is really important which i think you have captured so beautifully is the energy of the pictures when that story is being told if it's not if the energy level doesn't match the story kids right. know it kids can just sense it like they put up with a lot i feel a lot of mediocrity they are okay with because they make the picture in their head but when they get something that's really uh, like has life in it like it doesn't have to be drawn realistically but it has life in it i have always felt that animators make excellent illustrators and they always should illustrate books you know animation is yes expensive to make takes time and all that but you can just illustrate like this such wondrous things happening in those drawings why not put it in a book and make something it, out of even it even in tinkle no like his drawings were like oh, supandi and nasiruddin hoja and yeah yeah tinkle had a lot of good series like even that halbe was an artist called ha ha bb bb he did bb halbe he did the shikari shambu no. series ah. yes Right. and uh, i think that's as far as your question of who we like both 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 bol diya humne both bol since uh, a very young age no you've been into animation into professional work also hmm. so how did you like evolve a particular style that was yours do you do you sense that if yes then how did you was it like a conscious effort or how did that process happen like even when you did different mediums like you're doing crayons for a or a for a film but for example when you make personalities or characters over the years of the variety of work that you've done do you sense that there is a one particular style that you like and that you know you create i think over the years we just drawing a lot there are certain things that come easy to your hand because it's used to drawing it like that so that's always there first short hand that you draw right like you also obviously have that short hand you know i've seen you draw so so if you are just expressing ideas or communicating then we have a certain short hand that we will evolve over time i have not felt that i have a particular particular style but i think that i have heard a lot of people say that they can recognize if it is my thing and when i ask them what do you mean because i am like trying really hard not <laughs> not to look like you know like the last thing i did So they say no, 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 no. It's not in the uh, like the not in the drawings. Like May, Raju, and I, or this Krishna book, they're all very different. They say no, it's in the eyes. I would say then, then that style becomes I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not something that I'm saying. This is my style. Every book is a new world only for me. Like right. in the films, like when Gayatri was designing Raju and I and those kind of things, my joke to her with Mahakapi and Raju and I both was that I finally learned how to draw the style by the end of the film. <laughs> you know? so so over time you will learn how to bring those stages a little little earlier but um, and of course practice 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 but uh, i don't feel that i have a set style but there is something like i said that people find is there as a spirit i think which runs common to all of them I, yeah i think that's bound to happen because when you are expressing yourself like i feel that when we are perceiving no there itself that yeah. difference is made because you are appreciating certain things depending on the filter that you have inside like you were mentioning earlier that sometimes you feel that particular image is not strong enough or it's not appealing enough so from your point of view you would do certain things to it and suddenly it might work better for you 
so i i feel that you know we all we all are perceiving certain things and if it impresses us you know we keep it yeah. and it shows in our work also for me personally you no know, chetan in during like obviously we used to draw from our own imagination quite a lot but there was a phase when i used to love something and i used to copy that exactly you know sometimes how that person draws fingers or someone draws the elbow ka bone or you know something you know weird things that <laughs> might you know excite you uh, and you try and capture that but then during uh, my fine arts like our teachers used to give us those homework of sketching you go to the bus stop you sketch from life you're not copying anything you yeah. observe people and you have to sketch and they are yeah. not posing there no for you once you keep doing keep doing keep doing you know you get a rhythm and you start seeing a certain way yeah and you start enjoying it you know you start seeing certain things that you love like when they is sitting in a certain posture okay if my this shoulder is up you know the crease on my shirt or if it's a loose garment it will fall differently if it's a tight garment or different hairstyle different moods different expressions you probably end up observing so many things silhouettes all those things which you may probably learn theoretically over there you are are perceiving all that and putting it so and i would see that with my batchmates you know everybody's sketches would be so different yeah. even though everybody went to the zoo or everybody went to the same flower market or to the bus bus stop so yeah. i feel you know when you are exposing yourself first hand to the environment and perceiving it there itself you know your own way of perception sets yeah. in and then whatever you perceived you know you express it in your images yeah. and there will be little percentage of your influences you know which you liked you would have adapted that but something or the other you know i'm sure there's a little bit of lath there's a little bit of lakshman yeah. <laughs> lakshman miranda all these people you know you will so because we've loved them we've already made them our own so yeah. something of that will show in our work sometimes i feel that okay am i doing the same shit again and again should i try something else i do try something else but like when i try different mediums i may try watercolor or i might try stop motion or puppets instead of 2d flat drawings but yeah. even then like till it looks appealing to me yeah and when it looks appealing to me it probably is that same juice flowing into each medium yeah. so yeah. i guess yes that's what that's where maybe a style or a common thread comes in yes you know and so i feel it's good also to fluctuate between still images and moving images because one medium tells you to view it three dimensionally the other medium is concentrating all that essence into one two dimensional image yeah for me the difference is that uh, the illustration is not a two dimensional space for me uh, yet i know there are people who do very good work which is design based and which has um, like it evokes a different kind of quality but for me the story and the world is still always like it's a, it's a different kind of animation film which is sitting in the book mm-hmm. you know even if it's 10 black and white pictures it's still a movie that i can see uh, there's certain level of animatedness is always there in all of the drawings whether it's i think in posture whether it is in expressions or whether it is even in the composition of the elements and the depth so i'm not able to see it purely as design design i think what we are discussing now also might be something we want to tell fellow illustrators or you know new students as far as style is concerned style or even approach to work like anything that you would want to tell students i'll, I'll tell you I, i'll suddenly something popped in my head 
like because of the way the world is such a small place as far as interaction is concerned these days so you have access to a lot of artists and to a lot of different ways of doing things and there are they have lots of followers this that so you know you, there's a lot of give and take i'm a social noob so i'm very slow with all of these things and uh, young people are very good because they're native to it they are born into that world so they are very excited to do these things but i find that searching for a style maybe it's an organic process maybe we used to do it in our sketchbooks but they do it on social media you know like you said you used to copy pictures i used to copy certain things but i suppose people are doing these things online like whatever they do they put it online but sometimes those are explorations and they are very heavily influenced by lot of different things and you can see that i think and the exposure to different styles or different families of illustration even the respect that this profession has gained you know the art form has gained both these things put together i think the young artists are much more exposed or you know aware of yeah. so many so many yeah. like for example during our time there was only doordarshan no if it was animation yeah disney and he man and there was yeah he man and there was pingu which was stop motion i think compared to that there is so much more exposure not only to content but also how it is made you yeah. know students are so much more aware that or you know this happens ah. like this i know i've seen yeah. behind the scenes but yeah. over there also i feel somewhere it should not become like an over influence that i will only do because there's one family of artists i have seen who are anime or manga fans and yeah. they will only do it look exactly like that yeah but what yeah. i am excited you know even when we work with interns or even if we were recruiting when we go through their portfolios if i can see them in their work that is what i want i don't want to see their influence in their work okay yeah. it will show through but yeah. how did the influence mold you yeah and how did it mold it filtered through you as a person as yes. and and the world that you live in how do you process that information is it just aping is it just learning to draw is it learning to draw anatomy if you copy mindlessly you will not get any result this sketching from life or looking at people life around you all of that becomes paramount and even if you started drawing because of a certain style or whatever that caught your interest just got to evolve beyond that today we have okay we spoke a lot about ram vairkar but but maybe we can sit for the next 8 hours and talk about all the different influences and various mm-hmm. artists that we have admired and who are part of our system now who come out in some way or the other but they don't come out in a literal form i think what young artists also need to find is that nothing beats the primary education of really drawing from life wherever you may whatever may be your starting point maybe ram vairkar maybe marvel comics maybe chacha chaudhary maybe anime right. if you want to become a good artist you then at some point have to leave those toys and come to the real playing field you have to mm-hmm. go to the garden and sketch correct you know <laughs> you have to draw real trees real people right. not right. not fa- fanciful trees not fanciful people you know like when i first started going to sketch out in the garden like i started saying are these people are sitting exactly like the ajanta paintings like we think the ajanta paintings are stylized but actually everybody sits like that those people have also observed yeah. the life around them and have made those immortal paintings so you have to realize that in a way you are a storyteller or an illustrator or whatever and you are in that same lineage come what may so now what do you bring to the table that brings your world alive where you come from how does it make that alive satyajit ray's illustrations are very famous and the eastern part of the country is very very influenced by all of that but you can see that he is drawing from his own world he has the technique pat but he's telling his own story isn't it now like in terms of tools you know there there is a 
huge variety of tools available whether it's physical or digital virtual you know uh, one thing which you know i also get asked a lot is which software is best you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. so so that software thing also i think that myth we should you know smash it because software is just another tool the way we use watercolor or you know ballpoint yeah. pen to do cross hatching or a charcoal to just you know smear and so even based on what you get in your hand the way you use it you know it has its own like your 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 charcoal cannot do what your ballpoint pen can do yes. but both will have their own beautiful yeah. possibilities software is nothing but a tool yeah so there's no shortcut to it you have to explore everything and that's when you will discover that wow this thing allows me to do this yeah so based on that you learn so many things that okay now i'll mix ballpoint pen illustrations with charcoal or you know put some watercolor over it or do acrylic on top in some of my experiences uh, since i didn't go to art school and also i was not made to do any painting that i didn't want to do right so <laughs> precisely why i didn't go to art school i can say my first let's say dozen books or whatever or maybe half a dozen books those are all collaborations with various artists okay. and the monkey king book i did with a background artist who had worked with us on mahakapi and i wanted it to feel like an animation film right because anyway that music video also had to be made though they are not similar in style at all eventually but i wanted that sense that this was an animation film caught in a book what has happened with me is that because of the digital tools i i've been able to paint all my books so it has been enormously freeing for me while i have experienced all the various real world tools for drawing and painting i have not used them that extensively i never had the time to experiment and use that extensively because i have always been working right uh, i have always felt that i don't have that kind of time to perfect that medium so uh, for me the digital painting tools have been very useful because i said oh this is the effect i want okay but i don't need to get someone else to do it because i know what is the effect i want i can get that same effect from the digital tool right because right. i have the result in my mind if when i was painting lion's feast this was the first book that i fully painted myself i was able to do this digitally without make getting my hands dirty but i knew exactly what i wanted it to look like based on all the things that i have read seen or what pictures i like so i used like an oil painting kind of an effect in this so it was very different from all the other things i do in terms of how i painted it but it was an eye opener for me because to date many people don't think that it's digital artwork also from the lines we onwards i've started getting involved in the actual layout of the text how does it flow within the page in these books where it's possible to play with it the flow of the text can also be used to enhance the picture making we were making our uh, our feature film which was using a digital 3d software it is we are still yeah. making that and for many many yeah. years we are doing it so yeah. there has been a point that we are all frustrated with that bloody tool that you know we are making that one film which is taking so many years so that tool itself is becoming like a culprit you know it's the villain i am sick of that tool so intentionally we've taken certain projects where we say that we will do this but we will never use that tool we will use something else we want yeah. to like it's we are like fed up of that yeah. and we want to do something else so even the homework that book also it was for me fun because i'm doing physical stuff i want to use charcoal somewhere i will do it i want to use ballpoint pen and do cross hatching i will do it i think that flexibility one should have that will uh, evolve when you have tasted all these tools you know when we have used all these tools then you will enjoy you, yeah. know, you will realize the strengths and weaknesses yeah. of each tool but uh, it's always great chatting with you i mean uh, i can give you a virtual hug 
actually we yes. have to thank karidi for making us have a conversation of this nature online ha huh? yes yeah, yeah. okay bye see you later alligator <laughs> thank you so much chetan and vibhav it was wonderful listening to both of you talk about your experiences in the animation industry and with illustrating picture books and thank you to everyone who listened if you want to check out chetan and vibhav's books for us you can go to www.karaditales.com we have a whole lot of exciting episodes lined up with some of the top names in children's publishing like devika rangachari saumya rajendran aparna kartikeyan and so many more so stay tuned for more interesting conversations on the little book makers